0: All right. What up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the, the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Jerry Fu, who is a conflict resolution coach for Asian-American leaders. Jerry, how you doing? I'm good,
1: man. I'm ready for a fun conversation.
0: Ha, there we go. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I am a recovering approval addict, which is, uh, you know, partly why I got into delving deep into conflict resolution. Uh, you know, I grew up in an Asian household. My parents came over from Taiwan and uh, raised me accordingly. And so, yeah, I love the food. I love the anime. I love everything about Asian culture and and showing showing it uh, off to people in Chinatown right now, inspiring people to delve more into their Asian tastes. And, uh, yeah, so along that line, right? Uh, you just have this growth mindset in different aspects of my life, whether it's playing a musical instrument or salsa dancing or cooking, and so that kind of leads to what I do for fun, right? What do I do? Go out and try new restaurants for cuisines I've never tried before. Like I tried Ethiopian cuisine for the first time you know, a couple of years ago, and you know that was an eye opener. And that you know salsa dancing is uh, what keeps makes me feel alive. Uh, you know when when it was safe to resume that after the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then, yeah, just cooking is such a great network of friends because cooking is just so generous, right? You rarely cook for yourself. You always want to share what you enjoy with other people. And the more you learn to cook, the more you share ideas with other cooks. And next thing you know, uh, you know you're know, you just trying new things, and challenging yourself in ways you never expected. So, yeah, cooking, salsa dancing, and uh, music, I'd say, are the things I do for fun.
0: There we go. There we go. And tell us about being a recovering approval addict and how that led to conflict resolution coach. And also on the tail end of that, what your day to day looks like as a conflict resolution coach, how you help people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I, I just like it when people like me and as we and all do. <laughs> yeah. And you don't realize what that costs you uh, if you go about it the wrong way. And this is what I mean by this. Right um let's say i at one point i i saw a girl that i liked right like i was covering a shift at another pharmacy and the technician happened to be really cute and we we hit it off and you know next thing we know we're exchanging numbers and, and then I, i'm excited right and then uh, i try calling her a couple times it goes to voicemail and then i'm just like oh you know I've, i i mess things up or whatever or i'm just like why isn't she more responsive and then but she liked me, right? And then, but then I, I got so nervous and I was so afraid to lose it that when I when my desperation came out, I ended up losing her respect and her attraction, right? Because she yeah. realized, oh, well, you know, it's cute that he likes me this much, but to a point where it's clingy and now now it's it's just not healthy, right? So, learning to realize, you know, the harder you work for approval, the less likely you are to get it. It's a it's a very paradoxical thing, right? When when you are able to say, hey, not everyone will like me. And it's okay if you don't. And it's almost like you take the pressure off, right? And so paradoxically, when you just say, hey, this is who I am. If you like me, great. You know, if you don't like me, uh, that's okay too. <laughs> so then next thing you know, it's okay, right? Or you could say even better, we just say, like, oh, you're lost, right? Oh. <laughs> and then that, gets, that, that starts to border on arrogance, which I'm not a fan of. But yeah, so, you know, part of my journey, and let me elaborate on that. You know, part of my journey involves getting burnt out and volunteerism. Uh, you know whether it's i volunteering through the church when i was helping out with like prison ministry or coffee ministry or anti trafficking ministry and then you realize when you start to please too many people because there's so many worthy causes and you just want to feel like you're a contributor then you realize that you're pleasing no one because you're not able to contribute anything meaningful because you're spreading yourself so thin right and so your my unwillingness to deal with conflict led to me disappointing more people right it led to actually more conflict because now everyone is, you know, kind of upset or concerned that I'm not pulling the weight that I need to, right? And so to turn around um, and help other Asian leaders kind of that were in my shoes maybe five or ten years ago, right? And to say, hey, um, running from these challenges that, you know, you're going to have to have difficult conversations with direct reports or coworkers or your boss, running from them doesn't make you better from it. Like it doesn't hide your incompetence. Um, and so the sooner you learn to get in this growth mindset of, hey, the more I practice this, the better I'll get. If I'm willing to learn from it, uh, the better off we all are. And so that's my heart for the clients that I, I like to serve. Um, my day-to-day, as you can tell, if you're watching the video feed, I, I'm at my day job right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm still in the process of building up my coaching practice to a point where it will become full-time. And I still have a day job, which I'm grateful for, because this is how I, you know, I pay my my current set of bills. And so, yeah, I'm in the middle of things uh, as we as we move forward with that. But how I help my clients, I, I coach them through a framework that I kind of adopted for myself because I use the framework all the time because my default nature, right, in being a recovering approval addict is that I'm going to default to conflict diversion. I'm going to avoid this conflict as much as possible because that's my default, right? I'm just like, I'm just used to doing this. It's like a muscle that, just doesn't want to work a certain way, right? Because it's just so used to like leaning a certain direction. And so the next best thing you can do is to build a system that it will compensate for the fact that it knows, like, you know, like the bad parts of yourself, right? Like the lazy part of yourself that doesn't want to go to the gym in the mornings, you know, the lazy part of you that wants to opt for the big burger instead of, you know, the broccoli, (laughs) which, you know, it's always tempting, right? We always, we all struggle with that. And so to help my clients walk through this framework in such a way so that, you know, one of my clients, uh, you know, uh, he asked a girl out, she gave him his number, then she ignored his calls. Turns out she had a boyfriend because she was just too afraid to tell him no. And then then he got super mad because he's like, I wish you had told me no because that would have been honest. And, that you know, that would have just spared us both a lot of heartache, right? Um, another client. Right, she had a boss that was passive aggressive. Called her after hours. She was at dinner with friends. He she ignored his call. And the next day, just blows up at her. Right, and so I had to coach her through, um, how to, kind of, reconcile, while still getting her frustrations out and not get fired. Right. Um, another client I have right now. He's like, I've been in my role for three months as a team lead. There's a guy that's been on the team who's a technical expert for like ten years, and he's mad that the past two supervisors haven't given them the promotion he thinks he deserves. How am I supposed to get him to take my feedback seriously? Right? And so these are the conversations that I wish I had someone to help me walk through, right? And so, uh, yeah, that's kind of my day to day when I do have client calls. Uh, This is the kind of uh, situations we navigate through.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I'll tell you what, you are a, um, Calm, mannered person, and so is the woman that you coach. Because I would have been mm-hmm. fired on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you are not about to yell at me, mm-hmm. at my job that I probably don't get paid enough for. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, who that that like triggered me a little bit. I need to go do some self work right there. <laughs> oh no, I mean, look, we look, we all.
1: Here's the thing, like we all have that instinct, right? Yeah. Like she knew. Like she was getting worked up and she's she had the awareness, thankfully, to say, oh, like if I let this if I let the tiger out, it's going to, you know, cause some damage and not damage that I'm willing to clean up. Right. Yeah. So I'm with you like this. And so just to say, look, we're all human. We all have a full range of human emotions. So we don't want to shame the people that are just like, oh, I would have lost my temper. Oh, it's like, no, that's perfectly understandable. And. Let's help you channel that anger into something productive, right? Into something that won't leave collateral damage. So it's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. I don't even know if I would have lost my temper. I might have just walked out
1: in the middle of him screaming, just like that's fair. Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just drop, just deuces, and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I will. I'm gonna go dust up my resume right now because I know I'm a good employee, and I know I will find someone else that will appreciate me as an employee. That's a fair response. That's fair. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we're going to jump into your motivation. What gets yeah. you up and keeps
0: you going every day?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to salsa dancing on the weekends. Half kidding, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean that's part of it, but yeah, I think waking up in the morning and knowing that, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, there's a lot of life stress, right? But to know that. Um, I have a worthy goal that I'm looking forward to working toward and I, I have a calling that I'm, I'm excited to fulfill. Um, that those are the things that get me up in the morning knowing that, Hey, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to meet someone new today. I'm going to make a difference today. Um, should I choose to embrace that mentality of, Hey, I'm going to be a grateful contributor. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's days where I just want to wake up and I'm just like, oh, like not, not I just want to power through whatever I need to power through. But on my best days, yeah, I, I wake up and I remind myself, hey, you know what? I have a calling that I'm excited to to work toward. Um, I have people that are counting on me to set them up for success and I want to come through for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I love that. Yeah. And now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals. What's your vision for your life and your company?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, so fun. My life, I I want to free up my my schedule so that I can spend time and money on them on meaningful relationships and activities. Right. So whether it's traveling to uh, Beirut to help with you know. Uh, refugee medical clinics, right, or going to an inner city uh, area like in San Fran, like the Tenderloin District, and just really spending time and being present or just traveling to Europe, uh, you know, or Australia and just immersing myself in culture or just, you know, becoming a, a, you know, a hobby dance instructor, you know, just time, time to really indulge in the activities that make me feel alive. Uh, my company would be at a point where, you know, I'm doing more maintenance on it than actual direct work because I'm training up so many good coaches to, you know, um, do good work or just to have clients that are really making a difference where they are. And, yeah, I'm sharing my life with with a partner, with a woman who who understands the path that I've I've laid out or I feel like God maybe has called me to and that she's excited to be a part of it. So yeah, if I had to give concrete examples, I would say twenty hours of, of actual coaching and business maintenance, uh, another ten, um, you know, just on uh, week like week to week. So twenty hours on the business, ten hours of, of activity, fun, and then uh, the rest would just be you know resting and relaxing because I have chronic insomnia and I just want a life that will let me sleep in without guilt, be feeling guilty. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got yeah. you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how much income does your company need to be bringing in monthly uh, for you to get to the point where it's like leaving the pharmacy job as a pharmacy tech, pharmacy, uh, pharmacy
1: manager? Yeah. Um. I mean, if I, <laughs> um, this is, there's the raw part, right guys. So ideally I'll be pulling in 12, 5k a month like if i'm if my revenue's on target right that basically comes out to 150k a year right i mean i'm not i'm not looking for like seven figure like coaching business i don't think more money is the answer uh but I, I do i do know what i need is what i consider enough to for the lifestyle i think is sustainable um and i'll be happy to tell people i grossed in the first six months of my current uh year uh, four thousand, right so oh. I'm kind of a ways off, and and that's okay because it has to start somewhere. So here we go. I gotcha. I gotcha. Do you have like a coach or mentor that you're currently working with? Yeah, yeah. I've got a. Uh, uh, there's a guy named Dale Thompson. He's uh, the CEO of a, a company called Worthy Leadership, and he's been kind enough to help mentor me along the way. And he's given me some really uh, useful and, and tough feedback, <laughs> you know, yeah. for what I what I need to be doing to really jumpstart uh, and accelerate my. business dreams and and goals was the
0: feedback mainly marketing sales how you structure your offering what was the feedback mainly
1: uh it's actually just more about mindset first because in the assessment that his company gives is called drive uh i'm considered the peacemaker right because you know conflict resolution and stuff i like harmony i like peace but Sometimes, as you know, right, sometimes that leans in the wrong direction because a lot of entrepreneurship involves, right, difficult conversations, making the difficult decisions and iterating faster, right? You have to be willing to deal with the no. You have to be willing to deal with rejection and putting yourself out there. And the faster you go through that cycle, the more quickly you're actually going to realize your goals because either you're going to move fast to a point where your prototype becomes refined enough to go to market or you realize that you need to pivot to something else. And so the tough feedback for me was, hey, you have to fail faster in a way, right? Because, you know, you can't let your fear of rejection uh, keep you from moving forward because fear of rejection doesn't pay your bills, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's that's the tough part. And his suggestion to me, actually, and this is as raw as it gets because I didn't want to admit that this was true. is He's like, you're better off maybe working for a corporation that's willing to portion some of their budget for an internal coach. Right. He's he says, maybe you're better off, you know, kind of tagging yourself along as a teammate to an entrepreneur that uh, is going to leverage your strengths. And that's actually one of the side hustles of my business is that I'm actually going to become a business broker to help uh, flip pharmacies. Because uh, one of my friends started the business brokerage and he said, hey, you know what? I think we're at a point because he's I'm watching him build this business like in the two years, I'm like slowly like floating along. He's like building his business. And he got it got to a point where we just stayed in touch and you know, he just said, you know, I think we're at a point where I think I can help you realize your dreams if you if you join my team. And it was one of those things where it was a genuine, this is a mutualistic relationship, not a oh, I'm just gonna use you for my own purposes. Like he says, Hey, you flip commission on a couple pharmacies, you finally might have enough seed money to to bank away some savings so that you can actually transition out of your pharmacy job and then focus on your business so a lot of a lot of interesting things in the pipeline
0: i feel that i feel that i'm gonna give you a recommendation here and you can completely shoot it down that's totally fine you don't have to accept it just because you're on my podcast
1: (laughs) conflict
0: um um, there's this guy named richard yuzi and he's on instagram Mm -hmm. and um i noticed you said church are you christian yes Gotcha. So am I. Wonderful. He is also a Christian entrepreneur and he helps people basically start their online coaching business and stuff. Nice. And for a lot of people, the high ticket price on it Mm -hmm. is a little stressful, but Mm -hmm. given what you've shared, I think you might be able to handle it. I'm pretty sure he's charging like three to 4k maybe for like his coaching program. And he's taking people. He's, Taking people to 10k a month in 45 to 60 days is his promise, or your money back. Oh wow! And so he is an extreme action taker. He's 23, and his company does a million a month. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, can't argue with that. Yeah, 600 to 700k a month. Jeez, he's pushing towards a million. Wow. Um, Yeah, and so I I feel like I feel like it might be good for you. The only reason I didn't do it was because of my own limiting beliefs. I'm also 23. Mm-hmm. 3K is a lot for me, but I was yeah. really close to pulling the trigger. And honestly, it's still in the back of my head. I I paid for Tony and Dean's, Tony mm-hmm. Robbins and Dean Graziosi. They held a Thrive Challenge recently. Yeah. And I paid for Richard Uzi's organic marketing course for 99 bucks. Okay. But his coaching thing looks more and more promising every day. But I wanted to recommend it to you because I'm like, Selfishly, if you come back to me, you're like, in 60 days, you've made 20K. -hmm. I will just buy the thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, let me see if this, let me, let me tag this guy and see if this, see if this duck tag flies, this duck flies where I needed to, maybe. Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's, I'm always willing to consider it. (laughs) Um, but unselfishly, Mm -hmm. I've, I've like, seen his customer results. And unless he's a straight up liar, he's been taking people to like 10, 20, 30 K months and oh I've gosh. employed some of his tactics and mm-hmm. I've gotten some leads for my own coaching business, which is more clarity for young Christian entrepreneurs. Nice. Um, but yeah, so check out Richard Uzi. Thanks. I can send you his link if um.
1: please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I it's will. Yeah.
0: I'll find it after the show and send it to you. cool so we've got your dreams and goals free up your schedule to spend time and money on meaningful relationships and activities
1: yeah
0: you want to be doing more maintenance on the company than doing a lot of the work so that looks like 20 hours a week of training coaches and maybe Mm -hmm. jumping on some high level things yeah 10 hours of like fun activity which is the salsa Mm -hmm. and the cooking Mm -hmm. and then sharing your life with a partner that god has called you to and then a lot of rest yeah sounds good well our next question is, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be
1: and how would they help you? Mm, yeah, yeah, great question. Um, hmm. I guess they have to be living, right? This isn't just like some hypothetical like history history figure. That, that's <laughs> the ideal. I want you to be able to go meet them. Okay. I mean... You know, yeah, uh, I would love to have a front seat with Steve Chandler, right? He's another established coach in this kind of space. Just say, hey, yeah, tell me what I'm missing. Give me the hard feedback and, you know, let me follow follow your formula to success, right? Just to say, hey, yeah. Um, Another person, if I could meet them, yeah, I'd love to meet Tony Robbins. Just say, hey, you know, yeah, give me a little taste of what it takes to actually grow your practice to something where you can charge you know, 300, 400 an hour, not bad an eye. And I'm sure he charges more than that. So, yeah, I'd say, yeah, two coaches in the space, right? That a little further down, long. Well, or no, let me let me scratch that second one because uh, everyone says Tony Robbins. Let me talk to Ray Dalio, you know, because he's another good one. And he actually has some really insightful stuff uh, from his book that a friend shared with me talking about how he's like, yeah, look, I've been successful and it's not, uh, it's not what people think. It's more about learning to struggle well. And for a guy who's had the success that he has, uh, for him to say that, right. It's, it's a good, uh, reminder for us, right. We feel like the grass is greener, you know, the further down this trap, uh, ch- you know, the further down you travel this path and it's like, oh, it's the whole point of self-development is that it's never over. So yeah. see what happens next.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So is that your ideal price point per hour, 300
1: to $400? Oh yeah. I'd love to be there. Yeah. Have you, do you do any group coaching? Um, I've done facilitation. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got
0: you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, what do you charge right now? If you don't mind me asking,
1: about about two hundred an hour.
0: Okay, bump that up to three hundred.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I'll just bump it up.
0: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you'll be good. If your clients yeah. is $200, two hundred, they'll pay four hundred.
1: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's cool. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, well,
0: four hundred dollars an hour. How many hours would you have to coach? I'm trying to do some quick math.
1: $100 an hour. I mean,
0: you'd have like nine coaching sessions a week. at yeah. An hour a pop.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you'd be, uh, you pretty much be at your target a little over. Okay. End.
1: Yeah. That's actually not bad. I feel that. And
0: do you go weekly calls with clients or is it biweekly or monthly?
1: Right now, the clients I have are monthly. Yeah. So, I guess, right. yeah. Yeah. So it would, it would, uh, I would need a a a higher volume for sure, but yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I got you. Okay. There
0: we go. There we go. Well now we're not going to jump into our thriving three yet. Actually I was about to tell a fib. Sure. We're going to ask this question. What are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help Mm -hmm. you accomplish your goals? So you meet Sally at the grocery store and you're like, Sally, Here's what I'm trying to do with my coaching business. Here's how I'm trying to retire. Here's how I'm trying to teach salsa. Here's how you can help me.
1: Yeah. Um, I think uh, one thing, uh, the one simple thing is just, hey, introduce me to someone you think is in my ideal client base, right? Surely they know somebody that's just willing to make an introduction, right? It, it costs the person very little, you know? They, you know they don't, they don't. It doesn't cost any money. hardly costs any time to say, hey, you know, here's my target client list and uh yeah if you know someone in this demographic please make an introduction i think that's the simplest thing to do
0: yeah yeah for sure there we go and now we're gonna jump into our thriving three all right first question is what's your favorite book movie or podcast pick one
1: my favorite movie uh would be the incredibles the the original yeah
0: that is epic i love it and what is one way you like to take care of yourself?
1: I, one way I like to take care of myself is to um, just uh, just curl up with a good book in the evenings and just leave my phone downstairs so that it, I don't, I'm not distracted by it. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Love it. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it too? Meet Steve Chandler or Ray Dalio. Ooh, you're a coach,
1: aren't you? <laughs> um, I guess just, uh, you know, find their website and, and, you know, at least make a submission. Just say, hey, well, I'd love to hear your story. You have 15 minutes. So you know, I feel uh, that. at the very least go to their website, get on their emailing list or, or you know, or get on LinkedIn and follow them there. You know, there's, there's ways to get on your influences right now, for sure. There's this book called
0: Giftology. Okay. I want you to check it out. It gives a pretty unique perspective Mm -hmm. on um, really reaching out to people that are seemingly Mm -hmm. out of reach. Nice. So, um, but you said LinkedIn as well. Cool. We got our last series of questions now. Okay. And the first question is going to require a lot of pretext and the rest are going to require some pretext as well. I did not send these beforehand. So if you don't know the answer, just go ahead and say, I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, here we go. Here a we lot go. of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change, to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation do you agree disagree have anything to add or subtract
1: yeah um i i'll say this much uh, because i do agree that for a lot of people including myself it took a moment of crisis to realize you know what um i have to get better at this or inspiration so in my case it was technically inspiration that shifted me from a fix to a growth mindset that happened 10 years ago when i was first asked to help facilitate a leadership seminar through a pharmacy nonprofit. some friends of mine run and before you know leadership was just something i was said oh, i'll never be good at it a couple of times i tried it uh, it didn't go well and i just don't want to feel incompetent anymore so i'm just going to shelve it like forever and after helping teach leadership and then working with uh, a partner who really brought out the best in me and inspired me to really work hard I said to myself, well, what if I could be a good leader, right? I mean, I just experienced what good leadership is like. What if I studied his blueprint? And I said, well, you know, his name is Michael Negretti. I will sing his praises forever because whether you realized it or not, at the time, he gave me the strategy that ultimately saved my pharmacy career. And I said, Mike is fun to be with. Like he hes a, someone who draws people in. He's fun to learn from. He's always got a new book that he's reading that has something interesting to talk about. He's tirelessly working. Like there's no question his what his work ethic is. He's always tinkering. Like he's always trying to make something better and experiment. And then he's very collaborative when he experiments. He's like, hey, Jerry, what about this? And you know, I rearranged the material from, you know, morning to night. And, you know, we need to do more stuff in the afternoon to make sure people are moving during their food coma. Right. And you just like, I want to keep up with this guy. Like he's yeah. fun to work with, he's fun to be with, he's fun to to contribute to. And I never felt like a mistake was fatal with him because they would just cover it up, talk about how to make it better, and that was it. It was never any anything he singled me out for to say, Hey Jerry, you know, you're not pulling your weight. Yeah. Like get it together. Like even even if he were justified in saying that, like he would never frame it that way. Uh and so yeah, I think for me, that was one of the moments of inspiration, specifically the leadership, where I said, you know what? Maybe I, if with enough work, I could actually be good at this. I love it. I yeah.
0: love it. So given that same amount of extreme inspiration and extreme mm-hmm. desperation. Yeah. Why do you think some people make the choice to change and others
1: don't? Yeah. Well, I'm some, I feel like I'm in the middle of it right now. Right. <laughs> some people change because they recognize settling for anything less would be terrible but then other people choose not to because then they they couldn't they lose the chance to feel blameless right they lose the chance to feel like oh you know it's not my fault like you know it it's just a big story and people I want pity I want pity rather than success you don't get both right like uh, when i when i got fired from the job i moved to houston for right i wanted people to pity me i didn't want to actually do the hard work to actually get to a job that I, with the company that I would enjoy. I just wanted people to feel sorry for me, Yeah. right? When I was struggling with singleness, and I just wanted people to feel sorry for me, they're like, "Do you want pity or do you want a girlfriend?" So it's like, "Ow!" But you know, yeah. but you realize girls don't date guys; they feel sorry for, and it's just you got to get on the other side, right? It's like you can't. It's not a good formula. And you don't want to date a girl feel sorry for you because then you know that's that's a whole nother you know set of problems. Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, I think it's just when people don't want to admit that they're more capable of, of being the change that they need in their lives. You know, it's 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 easy to say you know about someone else's life, but it's harder to you know look in the mirror and realize, hey, you know what? Sometimes I'm my own biggest problem. Yeah, a yeah. victim mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun you. to feel blameless. Like I got, I got, I got, you know, I got tough love at my job recently, and then you just it's like, well, this wasn't fair and that wasn't fair. It's like, stop it. What are you learning? How will you grow? And how will you embrace this as a gift and a blessing? Right. I'm going through, you know, coaches as PQ, uh, coaching right now, and it's always a reminder. Hey, don't let your saboteur judge, you know, kill gifts and opportunities like that are blessings in disguise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm.
0: Next question is. That some people need a small amount of desperation or inspiration to change and mm-hmm. others need a larger more consistent amount mm-hmm. what do you think establishes that threshold and can it be influenced
1: Woo. so i'll give an example because i've been i promised that i would share fun examples and so because you're a christian uh like this will be fun to, for people to relate to and within the church So I went to a big megachurch for a while that had a very vibrant singles program, a lot of neat programs, you know, a lot of, you know, shiny lights and and nice things. So when you put up that big a net, right, you catch a lot of weird fish. (laughs) Let me put it this way. And so when I was church class director, when I was director, my second day on the job. I found out from a friend in the class that a newer guy in the class had been sexually harassing women in the class. And they said, Jerry, you're director. You have to handle it. I'm like, what? You didn't give me a manual. Yeah. <laughs> just run toward the gunfire, Jerry. You got to do it. So for me, I mean, for some people, it's great. If you see enough, of, if, if all it takes is just, you know, you dial your volume knob up by one notch and that's enough to say, hey, you know what? I need to do something. Great. You know, take that initiative. For a lot of people, myself included, you have, your back has to be against the wall, right? You're just like, yeah. "Hey, this giant fire, right?" Because what, what's, what's the cost if I don't engage this and I just try to downplay it? Like, women are getting hurt, yeah. right? So I have to engage, and I just have to trust that by setting things in motion, I go. That's the only chance I have at actually making things better, right? Because this is not the kind of problem that goes away on its Problems rarely do. Right. That's, that's, a, that's not a formula you want to count on. So I call this guy up, right? I was happy to be on vacation. Like I was leaving for vacation right as I found this out. So, you know, kind of awkward timing. So I get him on the phone and we'll call him Nick. I'm like, hey, Nick. So, so this, you know, this allegation has come up and I need, I need your help addressing this and talking through this with you. Oh, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. You know, that's, that's not me. I, I wouldn't do anything like that. And I just said, okay, Nick. So all I can tell you. Is that I see three possibilities. Right. And this is me thinking on my feet in the moment. Like it's easy to talk about calmly. Now don't get me wrong, guys. In the middle, you're just dancing in the moment, right? And you know, I'm thinking through this and processing, just improving, right? I'm sitting there thinking, okay, how would I, how can I lay this out for him? And so the first possibility I told Nick, I said, okay, Nick, possibility number one is that they're lying and you are correct. Like somehow they're incorrect and you are correct which means that this is like a, a, a misunderstanding. It's a major misunderstanding, but a misunderstanding. So uh, you, it's in your best interest to go clear up what the misunderstanding is, you know, make sure you, that you don't do what accidentally hit the trip wires and then we're good, right? Best case scenario, hey, just an extreme misunderstanding. Scenario number two, they are right and you are wrong, which means you are lying to me and uh, you need to apologize. We're not going to kick you out because we're you know trying to be inclusive here at this church, but you know you need to apologize, you need to stop and we're going to keep a pretty close eye, out, right? because this is unacceptable. Option number three, you insist uh, York insist they insist that they're correct and now it's your word against theirs, and now I have to ask you to leave because I've known them longer than I've known you. It's like, oh, yeah, sounds like I need to go sort things out with them. I was like, great. Because, you know, I wasn't there for this. So I don't want to just say, well, the smoke, this fire, and run you off, right? I, that's not fair to you. I want to give you a chance to process this and, you know, decide what you want to do about it so that, you know, we can restore these relationships to something something reasonable, right? So, again, guys, I'm happy to admit this wasn't because I was some expert, right? Like, I went through this because... I had no choice (laughs) because the cost of not engaging was worse than the cost of engaging and failing. Right. And especially when good people's other people's lives are on the line. Right. It's one thing if it were just like, Oh, like, well, you know, I just don't want to do with this and then, you know, I'll I'll deal with the consequences. Right. Like You you make a mess in your single one bedroom apartment and no one cares. Right. Like you you leave the kitchen dirty or the bathroom dirty, you know, you clean up your own mess. You have to no one's going to see it, but when you have a community and there's, the stakes are high and you realize, Hey, you know what? I want to come through from my, my people. Okay. Yeah. That's, let's see what you're made of. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I love it. Well now we got one last question for you. Okay. For this question, I want you to keep in mind a person with a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. In Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the mm-hmm. laws are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With that context in mind, yeah. in the avatar I just told you to keep in your head,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how can we, you and I, create an environment that will make it more obvious, more attractive, more easy, and more satisfying for that avatar to
1: make the choice that will change their life? Hmm oh yeah <laughs> so the person i have in mind is uh, someone i used to go to church with who struggled with singleness struggled with loneliness wanted to get married and every time he would just say you know i'm tired of being lonely we would ask him you know who do you want to ask out you know yeah. When when you're gonna ask out a girl, oh well, you know, you know, you're not supposed to do this at church, right? There's just social constructs, you're not supposed to, and it's like, what's it gonna take? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so how can we make it obvious, easy, you know, attractive and satisfying, right? Like you know, I I would say something like, you know, develop a develop a point system, right? You know, just to say, hey. You know it's like it's like with a kid you give them enough stars that they get enough a's right Just yeah. to say hey you know we as your friend group every time you ask out a girl and we confirm that you asked her and she said no or something like that we'll give you a star right and then after five stars we will give you you know he, he's a big simpsons fan right well we we'll give you like a simpsons keychain right or something like that right yeah so he has something to work toward now, right? It's obvious, it's attractive, it's fun. You just you know, text in the picture. Hey man, this is the keychain you got for you if you ask out five women, right? And get five stars this week, right? And now now you've kind of gamified the process and he realizes that you know what, in this process of the of this game, along the way he's actually gonna become someone that isn't afraid of rejection anymore. Right. So that's how we can make it obvious, right? We just say, "Hey, you know, text them every morning." Hey, man, like get your five for the week, right? And then make it attractive, make it easy. Hey, man, just give us give us the names, or you know, give us some people. Just let us know when you ask up the five, and that's it, right? Just simple text. Hey, I asked the other girl, da da da, right? And then make it attractive. Hey, man, like there's a toy, but I know it's in your wheelhouse that you're gonna love. And then make it satisfying. Hey man, here's your toy. And then you know we celebrate on social media so everybody can you know celebrate the fact that he got the Simpsons toy. You know, yeah, something like that, right? You know, it's a prototype. <laughs> it's a prototype.
0: You know, it's so funny with the online coaching space. Mm-hmm. You can literally charge like four thousand dollars for a six week program that does mm-hmm. exactly that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I know like there's a lot of judges out there that are just like, what are you really paying for? Are you just paying for like someone to to root for you and make you feel all nice and, and stuff, but actually not do anything, and you just don't want to admit that you got ripped off because, like, you know that that would just make you look like an idiot, or you feel like you know you don't want to admit that you got ripped off. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, the best coaches do have trans, like, do show transformation, right? Like, I would I would think so. Like, the best coaches are the ones that, yeah, they market themselves well, and there's a there's a there's an art of selling that we you know don't have to go into here, but at the end of the day, right? People's lives are transformed. Like I know how much I've helped my clients, Yeah, right? I I hear them and I'm not just giving them like gobbledygook. I mean, I gave real situations, right? With, you know, it's like, Hey, I have to confront a passive aggressive boss. Hey, I have to deal with someone who's has more seniority than I do. And that may or may not take my feedback seriously even though I have a higher title than he does. Like how do you, like, unless these are real situations with real results, yeah, don't hire me, right?
0: Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, a lot of the people who make that claim are the people who aren't receiving the benefits from Mm -hmm. coaching uh, online coaching space because they have a victim mindset. And I found that what happens is like coaches are there for community accountability, support, Mm -hmm. kind of a knowledge highway, basically like there's a knowledge deficit that you have. We're here to give you the knowledge. Mm -hmm. hold you accountable to implementing the knowledge and like Mm -hmm. support you in it and provide a community that you you can grow with right
1: yeah
0: and if you're not willing to take the action because you have a victim mindset like Mm -hmm. like we can't brush your teeth for you oh exactly we can tell you to brush your teeth Mm
1: -hmm. and how to
0: do it and give you a community of people that does it but if you don't want to brush your teeth like you're gonna get cavities (laughs) that's just the facts there you go um People get really upset about the online coaching space, but I'm really like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like any service that is supposed to make you more money, get you better relationships or um, increase health, wealth or relationships. If it's improving Mm -hmm. that, like you have to put in the work. If it's something where you don't have to put in the work, it might not be the best for you. Like Coca-Cola gives you pleasure, (laughs) but it's like – And it's a product you'll pay for,
1: but it's probably not
0: something you should consume all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. People know there's it's it's amazing. Right. And and this is a careful. I don't want to get too far off the soapbox. But I mean, the response to the pandemic shows what people's priorities were. Right. And it, it wasn't it wasn't it reflected poorly on us as a species because of some of the stubbornness that some people had and some of the false knowledge going around and, and other things as opposed to what is the wise decision right what will keep me going to the gym when everything in me just wants to not work out today? right yeah. and it's, it's it's like you said yeah i can't work out for you i can't i'm not gonna you know help you do your bicep curls because then that that deprives you right yeah. um on the other hand, yeah, coaches do take ownership if their clients are failing, right? They just say, "Hey, look, fire me if I'm not getting you the results that you want." You know, don't I don't want to take your money, right? Coaches are a lot like contractors, right? There's no real quality control. There are people who try, like the International Coaching Federation, um, but again, a lot of a lot of different certifications out there. Which one do you trust?
0: Yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, it's a, and that's kind of just the business world in general. Like, I guess there are services that just straight up do stuff for you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to improving yourself, like,
1: mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. Like, you have to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this is a co-creation, right? It is not a consultant thing. It's not a concierge service where you pay for something. We serve you the meal. And it's like, okay, enjoy. It is, hey, you know, you're going to put in some work. I'm also going to put in some work. And together, you know, we're each going, to, I'm going to learn how to be a better coach in the process of coaching you. Right, and then you're going to get the results that you know, you, you hired me to help you get. Absolutely, right. and yeah, put in some money back guarantees, put in some, you know, incentive clauses for me to say, hey, look, you know, yeah, um, I don't get the second half of my payment until you, you know, get, you know, get you yeah. get you know halfway there, right, you know, something like that, right. When coaches are willing to kind of put their reputations on the line in terms of, hey, don't pay me until you're happy with where you are. And yeah, take it with a grain of salt, right? There are some people who want to be bottom feeders and haggle and things like that, right? And that's never fun. But um, yeah, be selective in who you you choose to work with, right? As a coach, because if 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 uh, they're not willing to meet you on your terms and they're not willing to put in the work, they're not worth your time for sure. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, awesome, Jerry. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off?
1: Um, I'll 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 give another example, I think, just to. Or stories that help, you know, remind me that, hey, my work is meaningful. So in high school, when I was in Tennessee, um, at one point, I was playing hacky sack after school with some friends. And hacky sack wasn't liked by a lot of teachers because the noise got on, on their nerves or things like that. So during school, you know, teachers would confiscate them. But after school, it shouldn't be a problem, right? It shouldn't. And so at one point, some of my friends and I were doing this, and then two older white ladies. Um, come up to me and as I'm holding it, uh, as if they were going to confiscate. And you know, we we're just making the case, well, what's the problem? You know, school's out, it's after hours, we're not bothering anybody. And as I'm saying this, they notice my t-shirt and on my t-shirt there is some Japanese artwork of two sumo wrestlers that are sparring, right? And their their garb is fairly scantily clad, right? For those of you familiar with sumo wrestling. And one of them kind of tugs at my shirt and turns to the other. And he goes, can you She goes, can you believe you would wear this to school? And I said, you know, what's the problem? It's an ancient Japanese tradition. I'm Taiwanese, by the way, for those just to make sure. But, you know, it's a Japanese shirt. So it's an ancient Japanese tradition. And the other says, well, turn your Japanese tradition inside out. <laughs> and they both walk off laughing. Yeah. This is, this is the situation I don't want anyone to have to this is the reason I want to get into coaching other Asian leaders so that when situations like this come up, they don't feel helpless. Right. So just thought I'd throw that in there. I promise you all stories. I to make go. sure y'all got y'all stay to the end of the hour. Right. <laughs> <So here laughs> we go. I love it. Well, thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that. You're welcome.
0: Awesome. Well also thank you for coming on the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, in case anyone wants more information um you can check out the the website adaptingleaders.com forward slash guide for the specific framework i'm giving that away for free uh, on my website so feel free to check that out and uh yeah or just check out the blog or schedule a complimentary third-minute call but if you just want the free guide adaptingleaders.com forward slash guide there we go
0: and if you guys loved what jerry had to say you loved his ideas on leadership ideas about how to lead your life Go to his website. Like he said, it will be down in the show notes below. As we always ask, go ahead and shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five star review on iTunes and we're out.